before we begin this episode, I wanted to start um, by saying something. Um, I'm going to begin with a recording of the swearing-in of General Mattis. Now, when we recorded the episode, that had not happened yet. In fact, he had not, Donald Trump had not yet been inaugurated. Uh, but I thought it was important to start this episode out with the uh, swearing-in of the greatest Marine general of our generation as the new Secretary of Defense, and then that will be part of our discussion during the show. Simplify. Please place your left hand on the Bible, raise your right hand, and repeat after me. I, James Norman Mattis. I, James Norman Mattis. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation. Without any mental reservation. For purpose of evasion. For purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. The duties of the office. The duties of the office. On which I am about to enter. On which I am about to enter. So help me God. So help me God. fun to fight them, you know, it's a hell of a hoop. Uh, it's fun to shoot some people, I'll be right up on you, I like brawling. Semper Fi, well if you've been a Marine, you know those words are a battle cry, a greeting. They're Marine shorthand for the motto of the Corps. Semper Fidelis, always faithful. Welcome to the Bellow Woodsman. Um, I'm not really sure which episode number we're on at this point. It's the best episode of the Bellow Woodsman. <laughs> With me is Jeff. Hello. And Justin. I'm here. So, um, how was everyone's Christmas? Jeff. It was good. Uh, you know, I had both my boys under the same roof. Uh, you know, good time. Good time with family. Uh, can't, can't complain, man. That and, and we all got the news, you know, uh, you know, Mattis is coming in, you know, General Kelly's coming in. I mean, you know, what, what more could you ask for? Indeed. Uh, what about you, Justin? The only thing I asked for was a new Jeep and I got it for myself. So it was a pretty good Christmas. So did you guys get to see any of the, uh, confirmation hearings? Uh, I saw bits and pieces of it, uh, while, while pretending to work. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I put on my headphones and, and tried to stream the thing. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, you know, he's, you know, General Mattis, I mean, and, and nothing about, you know, the general Mattis that, you know, I've come to know and, um, I really appreciate, you know, all that stuff carried through to the, to the hearing. Uh, he, he didn't change one bit is what I'm trying to say. He, he was just him himself. He gave, you know, clear, concise and well thought out answers. And, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, they were consistent with, uh, himself. Something I noticed was that the, um, uh, questioners tried to, um, maybe pigeonhole him into a few answers, um, about women in combat and don't ask, don't tell. And I thought he did a really good job of trying to uh, keep it about lethality and about the, the mission of the military, which is something that a lot of people tend to forget. Uh, what about you, Justin? Same thing. The little bit I got to see, um, he is exactly who I thought he was. And he is proving himself to be the right man for the job with the way he handled those uh, left-wing kooks and how they tried to 
to, uh, like you said, pigeonhole him. He's, he's phenomenal. It's a brilliant mind. It's uh, never owned a TV in his house. So, you know, I, I loved it. I loved it. He was, uh, he was brilliant. So uh, something else that was in the news um, is all these, well, I should say, the allegations about the hacking of the elections. Obviously, apparently, the, 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 main, the, the, the belief among some is that John Podesta's emails being hacked is exactly what led to Trump winning Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Well, I mean, after after the Bradley Manning debacle that just happened yesterday, I, I don't want to hear another peep about some some hacking because because no apparently ed, espionage is okay. So, so is it uh, Bradley or Chelsea? Bradley, Bradley Manning went to jail. Bradley Manning, there's no Chelsea Manning. It's Bradley. I guess on the on the upside, our tax dollars don't have to pay for our hormones anymore. So there's that. So are you guys optimistic about the uh, the future under our new Commander-in-Chief and our new Secretary of Defense? I'm excited. Uh, I, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to roll back uh, the the females in the infantry. Oh, by the way, since we've been uh, on break and back off, the, the first uh, female infantrymen have, have checked into their new unit. Yeah, I just heard about that. Um, I wonder how, how that's going. <laughs> How would you have liked to have been the chain of command when when a world uh, word came down that uh, you know, you're you're getting the first ones? Well, their dreams are coming true, and that's the important part. <laughs> I said that with a straight face. You can't see it. Just have to take my word for it. Yeah, but I mean, what what do y'all think? Do y'all think that Mattis is going to be able to roll back uh, the uh, the females in the infantry thing, or like stop it stop it where it's at? Or I mean, do you think there's? I mean, candidly. <clears throat> I mean, I think that there are ways that Mattis can, um, and the administration can can do it that don't necessarily require anybody to just kick women out of the infantry. I mean, I think that holding them to the same standards as men will uh, do a lot of the job for them. Uh, you know, I think that the they should abandon this whole notion of reforming the PFT that we've had for for you know generations um, in order to uh, accommodate women in the infantry. And, and focus explicitly on lethality. I don't know how anyone can have a problem with the idea that that uh, you know we we build a Marine Corps that is designed mm-hmm. to to help us win wars. And you know, and if women come into the infantry, they should be expected to f- perform with the exact same physical standard as the men, including their ability to hike, their ability to do pull-ups, and their ability to I mean, shaving the heads. All I mean, all the same stuff that men do. I don't know why, if if we're going down this road, why they can't do all those things as well. You are listening to The Bellow Woodsman, celebrating everything Marine Corps, from the serious to the absurd. This podcast is powered by Simplecast. Please like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Bellow Woodsman and send us your thoughts and reactions via email at thebellowwoodsman at gmail.com. Now, on with the show. So um, earlier in the, uh, I guess late last year, I suppose, we had a discussion about movies and our favorite Marine Corps movies. Um, and today, the topic we're going to talk about is our top five uh, military-themed TV shows. Now, the rules of this are that we had to come up with our own list, and they could not include um, miniseries. So Band of Brothers, um, Generation Kill, things like that are all out. Um, but, um, I do think I did have a tougher time with this than I thought I would. Uh, but 
I'm going to kick it over to Justin and see um, what you come up with. So from bottom to top, we got Major Dad, which I always like with that weird gunny that sat at the desk. Thought she was interesting. I think uh, Gerald McRaney, the star of that show, was a uh, was actually a Marine, which is pretty cool. I believe he was. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good show, though. It was. It was not really military, but it's you know at least. Uh, then I got F Troop. You can't go wrong. Uh, and Gomer Pyle. Uh, and then number two for me is Pensacola Wings of Gold. I don't know if y'all remember that. I definitely don't. No, not at all. <laughs> you just come on at like eleven thirty at night. It was it wasn't ever very popular, but I really I I've always loved aviation. Anyways, ended up in aviation. It was filmed at Miramar, even though it's called Pensacola Wings of Gold. And a lot of guys I worked with were extras or in the background uh, in a lot of the episodes. And then my favorite, yeah, yeah, it was pretty neat. Um, and my favorite was uh was Jag. I still have a crush on Catherine Bell. Solid choices. Uh, what about you, Jeff? All right. Uh, so from from top to bottom, my most favorite, and it the first one it sort of straddles the fence because, God, it's it's so hard to find good military TV shows. I, I'm I'm almost convinced they don't exist. But from top to bottom, I'm saying number one of the all time favorite, the A Team, uh, Tour of Duty. Do you remember that one? Uh, it's, it came out in the late eighties. It's about, uh, Vietnam. Um, my, my dad was stationed at Schofield barracks and, you know, I used to live in, in Hawaii, uh, there and that's where they filmed it. And dad would take me to the, uh, the tour of duty set and where they had the fire base. And I don't know. I just had, had real good memories of that. I tried to, it's on Netflix. If you want to check it out. Uh, I tried watching it again now as, as an adult and it's the most terrible piece of garbage ever, but I, but I have, <laughs> I have fond memories of it as a child. So I'm giving it my number two which goes to show you how much I hate military TV. Um, number three, the no, no, number three, Baba black sheep. Mm. It's a, uh, it's uh, about the, uh, some Corsair squadron and, uh, in the Pacific. I really enjoyed that. Um, in the seventies, this is something I used to watch with my grandfather. All right. Uh, number three, the unit. I don't think I've ever actually watched that. <laughs> it's about some super secret squirrel. Uh, I, I, I want to say it's, it's kind of based off Delta force and they go on these different missions and then, you know, their wives cheat on them at home. And it's just one of the <laughs> things. Yeah. Um, and then I got, uh, let's see, mail call with a gunny and, uh, NCIS just because I couldn't figure out anything else. I've never actually seen that show, but it always looked, uh, interesting. Uh, I've seen it a couple times. Um, I, I spent <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time uh, getting grilled by NCIS uh, after my my 2007 deployment. Uh, like every time you you uh, have some, um, I, I'm doing air quotes questionable uh, escalation of force. You'd have to go spend uh, the next day with NCIS, and I, I grew to distaste uh, or dislike NCIS. So, and, my memories of NCIS are. Uh go back to being interviewed about break-ins in the barracks back in uh, like April and May of 2000 when I first came to the fleet. Uh, it was just me and a couple of guys, me and I think two others, and there were a bunch of short-timers getting out, and you guys were all at Bridgeport. Um, so the whole battalion was away, and there were just a handful of us that were left behind to uh, just hang out in the barracks and stand duty. <laughs> and uh, there were a bunch of break-ins, and people's stuff got stolen. Um, and they interviewed me and a couple others who were actually at the barracks when that was all going on 
of course we didn't know anything but it uh <laughs> it was a uh kind of a uh uh kind of a scary moment that was i was I, mean, I forgot about that i mean we were brand new to the fleet right and like a month a month in the fleet they shipped us off to bridgeport um we, we got our rooms broken into one of our seniors weber um broke into uh another guy thacker's room stole his truck and got a dui and i'm like what did i get myself into <laughs> so my top five um i guess i'll start with um Back in the days when the History Channel, actually it was A&E that owned, that History Channel wasn't really a thing yet, but A&E ran history programs, and they used to actually run programs that were not about UFOs and ghosts and Bigfoot, and they would show uh, these documentaries about <clears throat> about war and history or whatever, and one of the ones they had was uh, Civil War Journal, which mm-hmm. was uh, hosted by Danny Glover and was actually a even-handed look at the Civil War from the tactical level. Uh, which is the kind of thing you don't see anymore. Um, the number four was uh, Surviving the Cut, which you see on the Military Channel, um, which was about a... Mm-hmm. Uh, it would go through a series of special forces, uh, pararescue, things like that, and go from um, unit to unit and talk about how they train and uh, how you qualify for these specific units and, and such. Uh, number three was F Troop, which Justin also had. Uh, which is a old favorite of mine. Had a one of the best, most addictive theme songs um, in the history of television, and uh, I actually have the full series on DVD somewhere. I think um, number two would be Mail Call, which I'm actually in in the Mortar episode. If you're if you're ever watching that show, and you find the Mortar episode, um, take a look at the guy punching the buttons on the Mortar, mortar ballistic computer, and that's me. Um, and it was a really good good time. Um, the gunny came out and took pictures with us, and then he was actually the uh, guest speaker at our Marine Corps ball that year. Um, number one for me is uh, it's borderline, so it's uh, I put it number one because it's the most entertaining show for me. But it's borderline military, and that's uh, Narcos, which is more about the Colombian military, but it's still military themed, and there's a lot of combat in there. Um, but uh, yeah, that's my list. And if I was going to talk about um, a mini series, I would say that Band of Brothers is the best one. Uh, the Pacific was excellent, but uh, I thought Band of Brothers was better. Um, what do you think about the the Pacific, Jeff? I, I think I mean they sort of went a different direction. I mean they instead of following like one company, they followed a division, and that's a little harder to do, you know. It's still a pretty remarkable um, miniseries. Maybe the best portrayal ever of Pacific combat in the Marines, uh, except for maybe um, uh, Letters from Iwo Jima or uh, Flags of Our Fathers. But uh, anyway, um, next will be the uh, memorial moment from uh, Justin. Take it away. I will do that. Uh, Tonight, we're going to remember John Glenn, who, uh, yeah, passed away in December. Um, he actually joined the air force. I'm sorry, the army air corps in world war two <clears throat> before switching to, uh, he enlisted in the, uh, Navy aviation, uh, as a cadet and then went into the Marine Corps and he, uh, was a combat pilot in Vietnam. His wingman at one point was Ted Williams, Boston Red Sox, major league baseball hall of famer. Um, <laughs> We were talking about good Democrats earlier. He actually was uh, 
was a senator in the Democratic Party uh, starting in 1974, and he did that for 24 years. And obviously, he was the first man to orbit the uh, orbit the Earth. So uh, it's a pretty impressive career. Really, really, really amazing uh, human being, and uh, and a Marine to boot. That's the only thing else in there. So here's to you, uh, John Glenn. <laughs> <laughs>